the Leprechaun is brought back to life by three rap artists who, after looting the house of hip-hop mogul Mac Daddy, they unwittingly end up with the secret of his success, a magical flute. The bloodthirsty Leprechaun and Mac Daddy track them down, leaving a wake of destruction and politically incorrect limericks. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Your review B-Movie is the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, as we uh, continue here in March, uh, this week is uh, Monsters Are Ra- Rhyming Childish Humanoids. Yes, another acronym. And, um, you know, we are taking a look at the 2000 film Leprechaun in the Hood. You just heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Um, you know, this is the fifth movie in the Leprechaun franchise. Um, it's very famous for having a leprechaun in it. You know, he rhymes, he kills people, he wants his gold. Yeah, I think in the one before this, he was in space, and, you know, where do you go from space other than the hood? I mean, so, it's the logical um, next step, right? So let's just dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Um, I think we should start off with, with, with the top this time. All right, sounds let's, good to me. Let's, let's start off on a good note. Um, for me, number three, Ice tea. Rapper and actor lends his talent to this film. He is noticeably the best actor and the biggest name. Well, debatably, you know, Coolio does make a cameo in this film um, throughout the entirety of the movie. Whatever happened to Coolio anyways? In the movie or in real life? I don't know. I think like the 90s went away and he kind of went away with it. So number two. Grandma is the best human character, insulting her grandson's friends right in front of their faces, feeding the leprechaun when he comes over, you know, to murder people. You know, she's just all around, you know, that person who just tells it like it is. And she's awesome at it. However, your grandmother should be. Number one, the leprechaun. The leprechaun is awesome. Maliciously rhyming all the time, using his magical powers to murder people, you know, for the sake of his magical flute. You know, just awesomeness and murder in a tiny package and it wasn't child's play so that's a plus number three i agree with you ice t was in this film and he was by far the best actor and at the beginning of the film he's got an afro and platform shoes oh i fucking forgot about that yeah it was fucking amazing it was totally 70s-tastic oh yeah it was that like it was it was like the first scene of the film and it just from then on, you just knew it was going to be a good time. He just keeps pulling weapons out of his afro. <laughs> I think he literally pulls a baseball bat out of it at one point and, like, beats the leprechaun with it. And it was, or tries to, at uh, least. Yeah. Number two, there was a lot of great dialogue throughout the film. Like, the terrible rapping, rap lyrics were pretty funny, and most of it honestly came from all the other characters making fun of the main characters for being shitty, shitty rappers, and that was just hilarious. And number one, the leprechaun was le- the leprechaun's weakness is a four-leaf clover. So in order to stop him, the characters trick him into smoking a joint with cloves in it to temporarily take away his magic. Like, well, that's one way of keeping with that um, with that theme of the, of this franchise. So I got to give him credit for that. So I guess it's on to the bottom. I believe so. For me, number three. The leprechaun's dick is apparently named Billy. I, I'm, I don't think I really needed to know that, and I don't think it added anything to the movie other than a little bit of a creep-out factor. I think it'd be something with, like, like O'Connor or something like that, something more Irish-sounding. I don't know. 
Um, number two, after the first 20 to 30 minutes of this film, it really just kind of like starts to drag out. Um, it's like they had 60 minutes worth of material, but you know, they needed to stretch it to 90 minutes to actually make a movie. Um, and then number one. So Paul had this in his top. I, I just have to say, where the fuck did Virgin get a four leaf clover laced weed from? I mean, come on now. You don't just find four leaf clover in any old hood. And I know it has to be four leaf clover and not just any clover because I've seen the first leprechaun movie. And I know that's the only kind of clover that affects him. Also, why the fuck were they in drag? There was no reason to be in drag to get up to the leprechaun's lair. As a matter of fact, Virgin's entire plan was just outrageous and asinine and made no logical sense. Hey, it was the finest weed in all of Compton. All right, number three. All things considered, the leprechaun really wasn't in a lot of the film, which was kind of disappointing. And it was a real shame considering that the other characters were kind of lame on their own. Number two, there were too many scenes of the cast just rapping and not doing anything else. They, these scenes didn't progress the plot at all and really just dragged on, especially through the second half of the film, which was a lot slower paced than the, than the beginning, which was actually really, which was really well paced. That being said, the Leprechaun's rap at the end of the film was pretty amazing. And number one, I'm not really sure, like kind of like what Corey said, why Butch felt the need to dress in drag during the co- final confrontation with the Leprechaun. I don't really understand how that helped their plan, and I'm pretty sure Butch was just looking for an excuse to dress in women's clothing, but, you know, that, that's his personal business, and I'm not going to judge here on this podcast. So, I... I think uh, it's time, because you talked about the dialogue, and we always like to do this, to have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Because this film is rife with, you know, prime dialogue for this. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll quote this film back and forth. You tell us who won, or uh, what your favorite quote is afterwards. Uh, Paul, I'll let you get this one started. All right. Death to who lets a leprechaun free. Steal his gold. It will corrupt your soul, you see. Unhand me gold, you thieving hoods. You got more gold than Tiger Woods. A lot of time has come and passed, but I still see you're a big fat ass. I hope you had sex last night, because I'm about to come over there and cut your dick off. You ain't even as big as my dick. You stop all that goddamn yelling. This is the Lord's house. For a foe of mine, you've done quite well. Now I'll take my flute and send you to hell. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film, or you want to tell us who won this episode's edition... You know, just leave it in the comments below. Now, I think it's time we give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on the shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I also gave it a 3 out of 10. So I have to say, you know, after sending the Leprechaun to Las Vegas and into space, I guess the next logical step is, uh, you know, going to the hood. And you know what? It actually works out quite well. You know, he meets adversaries who share his lust for wealth, people to bust rhymes with, and all the hoes he can use his little billy club on. Aside from Ice T, the acting is all menial. However, the dialogue through the film is pretty funny and witty and helps, you know, move it along. The special effects work well, and the magic element isn't overused. The plot is simple. You know, someone stole the leprechaun's flute, and he's going to kill anyone who stands in his way of getting it back. All in all, it's a movie with a silly premise that pulls it off 
with no trouble. And, you know, who doesn't love all those evil little rhymes? They're the, my favorite part of the film. There comes a time in every franchise where the writers run out of ideas and just say, fuck it, we're just going to write whatever the hell we feel like writing. As far as the Leprechaun franchise goes, they hit that point about when they sent the Leprechaun out into space. So, like Corey said, it was the natural progression to send them to the hood next. Because, you know, why the hell not? Leprechaun in the Hood was, was very self-aware and knew that it was ridiculous right from the beginning. I mean, they had Ice-T with an, with an 70s afro that, who actually pulled a baseball bat out of it, so can't exactly say they were trying to take themselves seriously. The gags and the jokes were pretty funny throughout the film, and I found myself laughing through a good portion of it. The characters, except for the Leprechaun, of course, were kind of bland and uninteresting. However, that was all right when you consider the fact that they were pretty much just there to move whatever, little, whatever bit of story they had along. This film played off every stereotype you can think of regarding inner city life, but it did so in a fun and not offensive way. Overall, I had a great time watching Leprechaun, and if you're looking for a film that doesn't even attempt to take itself seriously, then I'd recommend putting it in. So there you have it. Now, you know... We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why these movies are the same exact film, just of a different standard and caliber. I gave my A-movie companion to the 2001 film Shrek. Well, I was originally going to pick the 2018 film Black Panther. However, upon thinking about it, I decided to pick the 1998 Eight video game Legend of Zelda for wait, the N64. Wait, you said no more video games. Yeah, but you got to pick a video game before, so now it's my turn. It was your role to no more video games. Yeah, well, everybody gets one. God damn it, Paul. All right, so both Shrek and Leprechaun in the Hood are films where the titular character has green as his primary color, either that of his skin or of his little tuxedo suit. Both Shrek and the Leprechaun are outcasts of society based on the fact that they are murderous beings. You know, Shrek being an ogre and Leprechaun being, well, a Leprechaun. In both films, the, the world is one where magic is present, and used quite often, apparently, at least by the Leprechaun. In Shrek, you know, it's filled with fantasy characters, you know, make-believe things. And, you know, Leprechauns are supposedly make-believe and a fantasy creature. No one's really sure. Shrek is a children's movie, you know, because it's filled with children'sy things, like bright colors and donkey. Leprechaun speaks mostly in rhymes, and generally, rhymes are meant for children. So, you know, it's filled with children-y things, just not in a children-y way. At the end of Shrek, there's a random song and dance routine. You know, there's the same exact thing at the end of Leprechaun in the Hood. But, you know, most of all, Shrek lives in the hood of Far, Far Away. You know, the swamp where all the criminals hide out and, you know, all the ramshackle, you know, rundown housing is, you know, there. And, you know, Leprechaun has traveled far, far away from his homeland to be in the hood. So, therefore, Shrek from 2001 and Leprechaun in the Hood from 2000 are the same film. You know, I hate to be that guy considering I'm picking a video game, but I'm pretty sure Far, Far Away was the place they went to in Shrek 2. And Shrek 1 take place in Duloc or something like that? I don't know. I'll, I'll find out and get back to you at the end of your fucking bullshitty game one. Now <laughs> you know how it feels. All right. So both Ocarina of Time and Leprechaun in the Hood have a character that wears green and has pointy ears. 
Ocarina of Time has Link, and Leprechaun in the Hood has the Leprechaun. Both Ocarina of Time and the Leprechaun in the Hood take place in a world with magical creatures. Ocarina of Time has fairies, skull kids, witches, fish people, gorons, and all sorts of other stuff, and Leprechaun in the Hood had a leprechaun. They're both set in a dangerous place. Throughout Ocarina of Time, Link travels to the land of Hyrule, full of all sorts of evil creatures that want to kill him, such as Deku Scrubs and Ganondorf and other stuff. And Leprechaun in the Hood takes place in Compton, which has one of the highest crime rates in the entire United States. There's a magical flute in in both Ocarina of Time and, and Leprechaun in the Hood. Link uses the Ocarina of Time to teleport, speed up time, and create rainstorms, amongst other things. And the Leprechaun had a flute that could control people's minds or something like that. And in the end, the antagonist of both Ocarina of Time and Leprechaun in the Hood always return. Neither Ganon or or the Leprechaun are ever permanently defeated at the end and always end up returning somehow. And that is why Ocarina of Time is an A-movie version of of Leprechaun in the Hood, even if it is a video game. So either play Legend of Zelda and Ocarina of Time or watch Shrek for an A-movie version. Um, And just to clarify, Paul... Duloc is the kingdom that Farquaad uh, is is the ruler of. Far, far away is like the country. Yeah, but the country's where um, where Fiona's from, and she's from a different place. Oh well, whatever. Far, far away is still there, and you know he lives in the hood. The swamp is the hood. So fuck you, fuck you and your video game picking rule breaking motherfucker self. Hey, I had to get at least one in there. Now I want to play Zelda. So. So the joke's on you. And you know what? Uh, enough of this bickering. I think it's time to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. I will give you some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time the leprechaun rhymes, take a drink. Number two, anytime Mac Daddy shows up, take a drink. Number three, every time someone says the word positive, take a drink. Number four, whenever somebody gets shot, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's March, every time monsters cause havoc, take a drink. Every time Post and his friends talk about going to Vegas, take a drink. Every time someone talks about Butch being a virgin, take a drink. Every time somebody plays the magic flute, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave a, a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Well, we've come to the end of week three here at March, where, uh, you know, March seems to mean something different every week. Um, let's rank our three movies. Uh, just to, uh, We'll just do it quickly this week. Uh, number three for me, Leprechaun in the Hood from 2000. Number two, Demons from 1985. And number one was Dog Soldiers from 2002. Yeah, number three, I also put Leprechaun in the Hood. I enjoyed it, but, you know, wasn't quite as good as the other ones. Number two, Demons. Uh, Dario Argento really knows how to make a horror comedy. That's that much is obvious. 
And number one, Dog Soldiers. That one was surprisingly really good, and I had a great time watching that one. So, next week, as uh, monsters are returning, craving hemoglobin, we'll be taking a flight to Italy to check out the 1980 classic Nightmare City. I'm going to assume this one has vampires or something. No, actually, it's zombies. But, but hemoglobin. Yeah. It, thing, right? It, instead of brains, they, you know, like, cut people open and drink their blood. You know, they're, they're smart zombies. Or just a stupid concept, but I guess we'll find out next week. So until next time, friends, be alive, be brave, and be back for more. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> <laughs>